A lot of people, it's not about the colours they choose. It's about just not pre-thinking about how it's going to work before they go and make a selection. You're listening to the She Renovates podcast. You're listening to She Renovates, the podcast for women who want to renovate to create an income and a life they love. So today I have a guest in Adam Skugel. Adam is an interior designer that I met through a dear friend in Deborah Dijon. And Adam has had quite a colourful history in the true sense of the word. He he has a, I guess you would say, a special interest in colour. Is that what you would say? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I love colour and that's my jam pretty much when it comes to interiors. Awesome. We're on the right path. And so what I thought we would do is firstly I would get you to introduce yourself and tell us a bit about you because you tell it much better than I do. So a little bit about how you came to where you are today and the type of work you do and then we'll get into our topic. Okay, great. Thank you, Bernadette. Firstly, just a big thank you to you for allowing me to come and speak to your wonderful audience. It's a huge uh, privilege. So thank you very much, Bernadette. I should Uh, jump in there, Adam, and say you sent me a very creative (laughs) pitch. I could not say no to it. It was amazing on a video. So I think that demonstrates a lot about your level of creativity. Oh, thank you. That's great. That's great feedback. Been using the video kind of messaging for a while and I do find that it has, it dangles the bait and gets the reaction better than just some email that a lot of the time ends up in the junk box, doesn't it? Yeah, that's (laughs) awesome. So I learned a thing or two from that. Yeah, okay. That's Loom, by the way. That's a platform that offers that service. So get back to your question, Bernadette. So a little bit about me. I'm Adam Skugel. I love colour. I love using bold, bright and courageous colour in my interior design and decoration work. So I've been designing for about, gee, I'm thinking it must be the 12th year now. But I really I relate, I think, to, to maybe yourself, Bernadette, and maybe your audience, because I didn't go to uh, uni and get a degree in interior design. I spent 18 years in corporate in um, foreign exchange and card services for a large financial institution. So I feel like I I was watching your webinar last night, actually, and I feel like I've got something in common with the ladies that would be listening, just in fact, in, in terms of wanting something different from my life. And after 18 years, as you can imagine, going in, working for the man nine to five, and then you've got two days downtime for a capped uh, salary, I I wanted something different. And to be honest with you, I'd set up my business years before I actually finally left corporate. I only left in 2018 for good. Anyway, I was really enjoying this side hustle for a long time. And, but there was this common thread and it was that when I went to see clients, I would just see the color opportunity which is where I go to. That's the place I go to. So a lot of my projects, really, if you look at, I guess, my website, you'd see that there's lots of splashes of colour around. And I do realise that colour is not the go-to for renovation when you're trying to sell a property, as you can tell me more about Bernadette as opposed to me tell you. But in terms of long-term, and I think we've all got to have our own plans long-term for where we live and where we want to be ourselves. For me, it's really colour that tends to speak to me. And at the end of the day, people that come to me 
see that and they have that preference as opposed to give me something I can not uh, make anyone feel offended by, <laughs> if that makes sense. Exactly. And that's why you're here because you are you do have such a flair with colour. And so what we'd like to talk about is how to choose the best colours for a renovation. And, yes, I agree that... Um, our renovations have to have broad appeal, but mm. there are times when you can still be a bit courageous. For instance, one project I'm doing at the moment, I'm doing, it's not really colour, but I'm doing a black interior um, oh. just because I've got an artwork that I think is going to really pop on it. Oh. And we're not like completely adverse to making a statement. It's just that you've got to pick your time when you're going to do it. Yeah, so this is something that is really important as a a professional renovator for profit, but also in our own homes. And the other thing that we have where we really need colour is we have a lot of Airbnb hosts. So one of the strategies that we use a lot is short-term rental. And you would probably know that you want your pictures to jump off the page when people are scrolling through. And so that's where the design really comes into play. Oh, I love that, Bernard, because it really makes a great segue into the fact that we can use colour. It's just a different perspective. Airbnb is a great example, to your point, of being able to use it because it's like going to a great hotel, isn't it, when we could go to hotels remember yeah true but we used to go or I remember going to places that were a little bit uh, gave me an experience and I think to the Airbnb point and putting together an Airbnb that's going to like you say jump off the page as opposed to something else is you want to have that experience for a short period of time and enjoy it whereas I do understand if you're living in your home for the for a lot of people they don't want to have so much kind of drama happening in terms of all of that stuff going on and particularly bright colours and patterns. But yeah. it is good in in that capacity, as you were just saying, Airbnb is a fantastic like yeah. idea for expanding on doing something a bit different for people. Exactly. So it definitely has its place. And I should just jump in and say that if anyone's listening to this um, audio, we are videoing as well. Adam is the picture of sartorial splendour. Oh, I love that. Velvet, blue velvet. Is it velvet? Your jacket? Yeah. Yeah, and is that a? Do you call it a fedora or? Yeah, fedora. Yeah. So, so yes, clearly you wear your colour on your sleeve. Yes, I do. I had to make sure I had the outfit for this interview because I knew we were videoing. But yeah, so colour, I think it's just, it's such an important thing to me. I think you're about to ask me, Bernadette, why is it so important? It's just, I just see people um, living a lot of the time. I'm really talking about people living in their kind of homes that they may not be forever homes, but they could be for quite a few years homes. And there's just not enough colour and there's not enough sort of risk in terms of even picking just very simple colour scheme. And I think the reason behind that is because people are just too scared. If they pick the wrong colour or they put together the wrong combination and they commit to it like on a chair or a sofa where you can't just take off the pillow and throw it in the bin because it was the wrong colour choice, that stuff is harder for most people. So I'm actually working on a online colour course that I'm filming at the moment that will put all of those tools in how to pick colour 
simply for for most people put all of that into perspective on how you do that because there really is you don't have to be a rocket scientist you don't have to have a degree in interior design as you would know Bernadette to really be able to put colors together there's just a few fundamentals that you do need to get but it's not as difficult as people actually think it is if you follow a few kind of strategies yeah, I would beg to differ. I think that I do find, I think you've got the gift and that's why they pay you the big bucks. But I do think a lot of renovators really struggle with colour and really knowing what what should go together. And I think the idea of a course is mm. great because knowing how to pair colours is really a good skill to have when you're a renovator because you're not always going to have an interior designer to do your colours and styling and yeah awesome yeah that's a really good you've made a good point Bernadette Uh, I think look it can be difficult to pick colors and I also do a lot of one-off consultations for people we just have two hours and the one thing that the first thing they say and they'll have a list but the first thing they'll say is we really need help with the colors but I just think by going through a lot of these kind of meetings that are only two hours long I do see a common thread and that's what I've tried to close is that gap for most people yeah a lot of people it's not about the colors they choose it's about just not pre-thinking about how it's going to work before they go and make a selection and that's especially true with picking the right color white is the hardest thing to get right for a lot of people but it's because they've actually they're doing things the wrong way around the reason they're not getting the color or even the white is because they're not considering what's there if they're not changing everything you've got to be aware of the hard finishes or soft furnishings that you're not going to change most people go out and pick paint colors and then they'll go and think, I've got the paint colour, I'll go and pick the furniture and I'll pick my kitchen uh, countertop and that. But you've got limited ability with Caesar stone, for example, in you, you might like two stones. And if you've already picked a, a white that has an undertone of pink <laughs> and your stone doesn't match, then you're looking at it the wrong way around. So that's probably the first thing I'd say is if you want to cut the heat a bit for yourself is have a look at what's staying unless you're really ripping everything out from the beginning. Have a look at the stuff that's staying that you're not changing and then have a look and see if you've got a warm or cool undertone in what you can't change. Then you know, paint colour. That is really a good point. So I have a few go-tos that I've just found a process that works. But I don't know, for some reason, Terrace House, And for some reason, I made a decision to break for my usual recipe and I decided to paint it Terrace White. I think I got romantically attached to the name of it. And it was so wrong. Like we already had a coat on at least half the place and it it was just really blue and that's what you're talking about, having cool undertones. Yeah. This particular client that I have, she's what I call a power session client because I run these two-hour power sessions and they're like a consultation, uh, but we really get to work on sorting out a whole lot of things. So I have this two-hour power session client called Karen who actually wrote a blog about, and she's on my website, her power session, detailed it. But Karen called me and she said to me, I've just moved into my, she just retired, I've just moved into my home and uh, for some reason I just feel cold. I've done all the painting, we've painted 
the whole place, upstairs, downstairs. And I go into my bedroom, I feel cold. I go into the living room, it just feels a little cool. And then I could see that her kitchen was full of Caesar stone countertop and then it was taupe and browns. And then I could just see this colour, which was actually lexicon from Dulux, which you might know Bernadette is grey. It's exactly what you're talking about. It's cold. So that was sitting right next to this taupe brown. And that's the problem with why Karen was feeling cold is because when you've got a when you've got all these hard finishes there, like the the, the cream bench top and definitely the taupe cabinets, she just put in new brown carpet. So everything was warm brown. And then she licked this sort of lexicon all over. Lexicon's a fabulous colour, don't get me wrong, for a, a bigger home where you've got lots of light and you can feel a bit, you're in a warmer environment maybe as well. And um, you've got light coming in, it can accept this cooler grey blue, but it's not the right or what wasn't the right colour for her kitchen to be repainting in there and using that particular colour. So it's just being aware of things like that. So I'm assuming, do you follow colour trends? Like in terms of what is popular? Yeah, I Bernadette, to answer your question, I know of the colour trends, but I really don't follow them because I feel like it's my job to be looking at things a little bit more holistically for my client. And a lot of the times, as you would know, when I'm working for a client, they've got a lot of stuff that is existing that we need to use. And it could actually be could be a, a sectional L-shaped sofa in a particular colour way. And I've got to work with that. So in terms of actually talking about the trends with clients, Sometimes I might touch on it or we might make a decision how green's really in at the moment, especially with kitchens, whereas previously it was just white or you got the Hamptons blue, white. So at the moment it's green, but it's if it's relevant to where we're going in terms of the things that I'm working with actually going to work with a colour that's on trend. At the moment we've got a lot of the salmons, you're seeing that in the the watermelon colours and the peach. It feels a bit 80s, some of it, back in the, the pastel old... 1985 days and then but then we've got those fabulous green kitchens everyone's doing with the black detail and the tapware and the lighting that's really cool but it's not really the first thing that I think about obviously I'm thinking about what I've got to work with absolutely and so for us I guess it's a fine line I really try and tread the line between um, being on trend but doing it in a way that they don't have to live with it forever so things right. like cabinetry, it's, you've got to live with it for a long time. It might look really spot on the day you buy the property. Five years, years down the track, you'd be looking at this thinking, I really want to change it. And yeah. Yeah, so it's a big expense. So I guess we have to be a little bit practical. What do you think about black tapware and coloured metal tapware? Do you... I like it. Yeah, I like anything that's... I I just like black and white altogether. I think that black and white is a much needed sort of punctuation point. I I don't see it as a colour that in terms of blue or orange or whatever, but it's a black and white, I think, using black doesn't ever date. I love the idea of you painting the wall black and having that fabulous piece of artwork in your project. To me, that's a statement sort of moment. And black doesn't ever date, does it? See houses from whichever era that are done in black and done in white. We're in the white walls era. I know that at the moment. We And you would know too, Bernadette, we went through, what have we done really last 10, 15 years? We went topi brown, yes. you know, the earth, and then we went into the greys for a while. And now it's like, how many houses are you seeing around that are all white, black and white, especially the paint outside as well, the way they've done the, the frames and everything there. So we're in a black and white phase at the moment. We're in a white walls phase, which we go in and out of. But so I don't know. I like black tapware. 
I like, I love the gorgeous lighting to the beautiful pieces that are out there that have become a bit mass market. But I just think black's timeless. So I'm a fan. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I'm, I, I think because every renovation now, like even the cheap and nasty ones yeah. have tapware that put me off a bit. But yeah. I'm probably being a little bit too opinionated about it. Well, you can go and get black tapware from Ikea, I guess. That's the thing. Yeah. So, well, if I can get it at Ikea, then it's really mass market. But, it is, uh, yeah, because it used to be that you're a bit out there, but now it's not. And and so we have a saying. So David, our son, is an architect mm-hmm. and works in the business, and he always says when I talk about having different metals other than like stainless steel or chrome, he says that they're gateway drugs because once you go with a like a, a copper tapware, you've got to get your door hardware, your, your toilet seat things if you're going to do the job properly. Yeah. But anyhow, I, I think they have their place depending on the project. So if you um, do you ever do a white colour scheme? Yeah, I never just, I never, in case people think I'm this crazy colour person that's going to give them a purple wall, then a yellow and a pink. And don't laugh, I went to a client's home recently and that's exactly what she had. She loved it. And I thought that was cool. But um, no, I, I use the colour strategically, but I don't use it through the whole house. So yeah. I'll have, a, I did a, a living room recently and it was pink and emerald green. I don't mean soft baby pink. I mean it's pink. Oh, wow. <laughs> not hot mean? pink, not hot pink, which is uh-huh. very garish, but it was a, quite a sophisticated dusty pink, but it's still pink. So yeah. the bottom third of this wall was uh, emerald green, sofa emerald green, and then the top was election moulding and things and mirrors and, and pendants, but but pink. But that's it. I don't keep going into other rooms and then go into orange. I like to have a moment, but then I really do use a lot of white as well. Because I think we need to we need a break yeah. <laughs> from that. So, and you, so you're making a statement in a particular room, but yeah. the rest of the yeah, that's actually or a couple of rooms or a couple of rooms or use a, a, a fun wallpaper in a powder room or something. But because I think that we need little pops of interest, don't we? Set somewhere, but um, definitely not just this crazy person splashing colour. There needs to be a stop point. Oh, I'm pleased to hear that. <laughs> Contrary to what you're seeing here. If you're going to go for what would be your favourite white? Oh, I wanted to talk to you, Bernadette. That's a really good question. I wanted to talk to you about white and just about this notion of a go-to white. Actually, I feel like I want to jump in and ask you before I tell you what your answer is oh, to that I'm question. I'm happy to answer that. My favourite <laughs> is white on white. Oh, Okay. So that's the Dulux. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's that's a cool white, but it's not like Lexicon, right? No. So, no. A little bit art gallery white. It's very clear. A bit not as, it's a little bit cooler than vivid. See, I love that angle. I think it's versatile. I don't like cool whites generally. Another color that's really, sorry, another white which is great if you want to warm things up a teeny, teeny, tiny bit. And no, let's not talk about yellow or cream yeah. or antique. USA. We're not going there with no. antique cream. But there's a couple of colours. I don't mind natural white from Dulux. You might find it a bit too creamy because I know you would know about your whites, Bernadette. Yeah. Or popcorn from from Porter's is oh. less white, less cream than natural white. If you look at your white on white and you look at natural white together, you're going to go, oh, my God, natural white's yellow and white on white's a true art gallery white. But, yeah, popcorn is a little bit less than that. So with the natural white, I, I like a little bit of warmth, but I, I can see why you like the white on white because it's very specific and it doesn't have – it's not too cold. It's that in-between. 
I must admit, the last project that we used it on was was in an apartment we did in Charma Street, and I really felt that it was a tiny bit too clinical. Like everyone loved it. Nobody said, oh, you know, that white's too cool. But my personal feeling was that it was just a tad a little bit too cool. It could have just done with being a little bit. Lexicon is the true cool white there. Just say we look at our top five at Bunnings or whatever. So our lexicon's going to be our cool colour. And then there's different strengths. You can go with half or quarter. But then your white on white to me is that in between, say, vivid white, which has no... It's like the p- piece of white card that has no warm or cool undertone. So you've got vivid white. This is These are Dulux colours. Yeah. So Dulux vivid white. And then the white on white to me is the cooler version, which could be white seemed to you, Bernadette, and to me to, to come off as a little clinical, which could be a little cool. It's yeah. Because it still has a grey base. Yeah. Mm. So you haven't told me your favourite yet. My favourite white is Popcorn by Porter's Paints. Oh. I yeah. use Porter's paints. I, I use Porter's paints, Bernadette, more for the saturated colours, for the brighter colours, because okay. I like their eggshell acrylic. And the only thing with Porter's is if you've got kids and you're using eggshell acrylic, you might uh, not necessarily choose that finish because you can see the little fingerprints because it's quite matte. Yeah, But I like Porter's for the saturated colour because it's got a very chalky love finish to it. But I just discovered popcorn one day and it's just, it's even less, there's less yellow in the base than natural from Dulux. But because I like a bright, happy white and I don't like anything that's clinical, then popcorn would be my go-to white, I think. Okay. Thanks for that. So I've got a friend that does uh, lots of flips and her favourite at the moment is Quarter Strength Snowy Mountain. Do you like Oh, right, yeah, yeah. 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 But, um, yeah, it's interesting. But, yeah, it's a, it can be a tough one. It, 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 and you've got to really, I think, you, you really have to test it, test the pain and try and look at it, as you would know, Bernadette, in different lights and exactly. pull it out of a sample pot, a larger spot, and just try and live with it if you possibly can. I know it's not always as easy as, as that, especially when you're on a, a timeline. But, yeah, yeah that, that's definitely the recommendation generally for most people. If you've got the time to test it, do test on larger pieces. You get a big piece of white card. I must admit, I'm a great believer. If you get a coat on and you really don't like it, change it there and then because it's just you can really kill a project by getting the wrong colour. That's the thing and I think the reason I probably was thinking, Bernadette, about with the course I'm I'm, I'm creating is about just focusing on colour. It's a short course and we go through a whole lot of the principles in getting the colour. But the reason I focused on that is because colour is really the thing that does hit us in the hip pocket. Because I've been using painters for years. I know even if you DIY it, you could be spending two days in a room, taping up, prepping the room, and then you've gone, oh, my God, this is too pink. When the light comes in, it's like a baby pink. What happened? So you are so right. And the cost of painters too, oh, huge. So if you've got, you know what it's like even for an apartment, you're still up for a few grand. So imagine a huge house and you're making all these wrong choices. Because people feel colour, do you think, Bernadette? Do you think people feel it? They might know it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's why people like Woolworths and Coles spend so much money on their brand and getting their colours right because it impacts how people feel about their brands, yeah. 
Yeah, so I think people feel it. They might know it. I'm, I don't think many people go, you know what, That there's too much grey-blue behind that. They're not going to know that. All they're going to know is when they walk in, they're going to think, it just feels a bit chilly in here or mm. you know, maybe we need to repaint here. And, and that could be, I don't know, I think it could be, I would be thinking the make or break maybe if you've got something similar that feels warm and homely and you've got just this emotion involved. I don't know. It is important to get the paint colour, I think, and you yeah. nix it if it's not working. After you've seen the reality, just make yeah. another choice, stop. Absolutely. You're better to cut your losses than paint the whole thing, bore ahead, and then realise it's wrong and it's really ruined your your outcome, whether it is in your own home or whether it's... I totally home. agree with that. So what about bathrooms? Colour in bathrooms? Hmm. Yeah. Look, I I don't think I've really done an out there bathroom, to be honest, Bernadette. I think I always think that when we go into the bathroom area, we just want to wash out the tension of the day or refresh ourselves in the morning and not have too much going on. I do see some of these funkier bathrooms out there, but I tend to probably, it wouldn't be my, my, I don't know, I don't really like to see a whole lot of that pattern, that sort of Moroccan uh, tile that's out there. (laughs) I like a little bit of it, but I don't want to, if you're thinking about whether or not I would do this, I wouldn't particularly like it all over the walls. I probably would have a little detail, me personally. I would put some sort of detail in there, but I wouldn't want to keep going with it. It's just a personal thing. I like to leave it to other areas. But when we're in there and we're just getting started or finishing off, I kind of do tend to to probably play it down a bit in terms of colour in the bathroom. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. And one of the things that we often do is mirror nature in our colours and styles. Has that featured much in your work? Nature. So, yeah. We've got, you're talking about the salmon, but it's referred to as clay, those sort of summer colours. Yes. Um, and the, the eucalyptus and the grey, you know, weathered timber. Yeah, I'm just curious to know whether that's a line that you follow. When I think of nature and I think of those elements that you're talking about, Bernadette, I just think they give us life and they we all want to relate. I think especially in Australia, don't we all want to relate to what's happening outside. We don't want to feel like we're in this other sort of universe that doesn't interact with what's happening externally. So I love the idea of that. I think there's nothing... Uh, more sort of uplifting than some of these beautiful wallpapers around and they do them in like the powder rooms or, or little areas or even in bedrooms. That sort of makes me feel good if I see a lot of green, with you know, leafy green, which makes me think of what's happening out there, hopefully. Or if it's not happening out there and I'm in an apartment in Surrey Hills in Sydney, I might want to add that in so I feel a little bit more dynamic. I actually used a Catherine Martin wallpaper. Is it La Palma? Yeah, yes, it's La Palma and it's the yeah, the pink one. That is my favourite wallpaper of all time. Yeah, I used it in a job I just did in Summer Hill here in Sydney and I did it in a little bedroom that was not a main room and uh, I wanted to use it over all the walls and my client was, we're not sure about that. It's also, as a Bernadette, a bit more expensive to fit out a whole room in wallpaper as opposed to paint. But I'm not really a one-wall wallpaper person, but in a way I'm glad we just stuck with the one wall because it is quite dynamic as you, and the other walls are painted in this really lovely sort of relaxing leafy green. So you've got a kind of this crazy spiral of bananas and all sorts mm. of stuff going on. Tropic, Club Tropicana. Mm. There was a Wham song. <laughs> Club Tropicana back in the 80s. It reminds me of that, that wallpaper by Catherine. <laughs> yeah, amazing. And the, so 
That's the same Catherine Martin that um, yes. made the dress out of the yeah, Amex cards. the Amex gold card. Yeah, yeah. From the Oscars, wasn't it, about yeah. 20 years ago? As Lerman's partner, or she was? I think she was. I don't know whether she still is. Oh, I'm not into her. Yeah, no, no, you're right. You're, you're right. She no. was. Yeah. Well, she was. She was also the set designer or whatever. Yeah. On all those movies. Yeah, it's exactly the same person. She's got fabric. She's got wallpaper. Yeah, that's but that's the fun side of my version of bringing nature in and relating yeah. it back. Yeah, I love, I, I absolutely love that idea. I think the wallpapers that are around at the moment are stunning and and definitely love the idea of bringing wallpaper into the um, equation. I have not actually done it in a project but I'm looking at a project at the moment that it's, I don't, like I'm trying to talk myself out of it actually, but <laughs> it's a historic building and and if I get it, I will, it will be an Airbnb. So I was thinking about, I've been looking at luxury Airbnbs with these beautiful yeah. wallpapered walls and I would like to get it just for the opportunity to do that. But unfortunately there are a few other ramifications. But, yeah, I think it has a lot of potential. And the thing is it's so, it is quite expensive. I remember the days when a roll of wallpaper was $70 or $80 and now it's $450. But, um, but it does bring such, such a lot of dimension to a room. And I've even, and you've probably seen this too, ceilings wallpapered and, yeah, just stunning. And yeah, so we're definitely some of that La Palma paper. We've got a student who is actually an architect in Surrey Hills, and wow. she did it just, it was quite, it was a very architecturally designed apartment, but she had these chunky shelves and a desk in a study nook, and the shelves were timber. And in the back of it, she put the La Palma in the multiple oh. colours. Really good. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's very. It's a great paper. It's. Uh, in fact, I think it might even be a vinyl. Ah. Paper, but yeah, no, it's a great. It's a great paper, and I just love that idea, being creative in that way. And I think, yeah, I just love the idea of with the Airbnb that you would consider that Bernadette, because I think that people want to escape what they exactly, get and they want to go in. So that's where flamingo pink room would really <laughs> do well with the emerald um, sofa. I hope the sofa was velvet. Was it? Did you say it was velvet? Oh, the the La Palma wallpaper was in a guest bedroom. Oh, okay. That was, that was the the excitement point. Yeah. Was looking at the wallpaper. Then the rest of it was this serene green, including the Roman blinds and everything. But in the no, it wasn't the the pink and emerald green room. We didn't go with velvet for that because the client wanted something that was a little bit more durable and didn't want to sit on velvet. So I didn't do velvet. But you would think velvet would be a great yeah um, yeah for that scheme. Yeah. Okay. So what's your views on external paint colours? So watch, I know we're talking a lot, a lot about paint and nothing else, but it's yeah, sure. part of our job. So I think our listeners yeah. will be getting a lot of value out of this. External paint colours, that's really, gosh, you really want to get that one right. But that's out there in the world. I think with external paint colours, I think what you got to, well, if you want my sort of view on decisions that you need to consider is I do think we need to think about what's happening in the street around us to a degree with the colours. And I think it's there's flamboyance and there's being individual, uh, but I think when it comes to external paint colour, it does, as you've pointed out, Bernadette, it needs to be on point. It needs to be something that's going to last. And so what are we thinking, maybe 10 years just with general colourways? Yeah. 
we can survive that long. Our grey period, we painted everything grey outside and and now it's white outside and black. So generally it's going to be about 10 years. So you've got to really think it's such a huge expense, isn't it, painting external paint? Mm. And I would think you'd want to make a very probably sophisticated choice and not to out there and think about what's happening in terms of you, your neighbours. You do have to think of how you connect, but you're probably not going to change that paint colour. It could be 20 years before we update our external from what I know. I would look at it, mm. I would look at what how it sits in the, and while you want it to have a little wow, you yeah. don't want to, you don't want something that's going to date quickly. Yeah. So I think you've just got to be strategic like anything yeah. else with the external paint. Yeah. You know, it's such a huge investment of money and you're not going to generally repaint like we'll repaint internally maybe every 10 years less. Yeah. But um, externally from my experience is not something people are going to look at for a long time. So it's really important to just keep it simple and keep it uh, sophisticated, I think, with the external palette and obviously live up to the, the architecture of the building. And sometimes we have to follow certain colour colourways that, that work for the way that the, the uh, house has been built or whatever, the um, whatever we're looking at, yeah. Yeah. Are there any apps that we can use to make our selection of colours easier? Do you know what? I saw that question, Bernadette, and I, I don't personally use apps Yeah. because I like to get in there and look at actual paint. But you know what I came across and funny, I did, I thought I knew of an app and then I went to Canva that do all yeah. the graphic design stuff. I actually popped in for you a little link and there is a colour wheel in Canva. It's, it's, I don't know if it's an app on phones, but you can actually go on it your desktop. Actually, Canva is on your phone. Oh, Canva's on the phone, right. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, a, there's a, a sort of link there where you can actually go in and you can type in complementary colour or you can type in analogous colour, which are colour combinations. And then you can start, uh, start off just taking your cursor over to blue and then it spits out all these different variations. I'm not sure about whites and, and mixing of whites, yeah. but I think there's other strategies there that don't yeah. involve apps with white that, that are good to follow, like looking at what's not going to change and tying in with that. Yeah. With the tones. Yeah. That's awesome. I'd, I'd never thought of using Canva for that. So that's a brilliant idea. Actually, well, it, yeah, it's this little feature. I just, just yeah. found it when I was doing some graphics in Canva and it just popped up. I don't know how, but if you're thinking about colour palettes using deeper colours, something like that can help you. Yeah. Just a good old Google search, Bernadette. Yeah. I don't sit there and pretend that I've got all the answers. I might go into Pinterest. I might go into Google. And if I'm keen on gunmetal grey blue, then I might say, what's colour palettes, gunmetal grey, and it'll spit out things that I mightn't have even been thinking of and that gives yeah. me a kickstart sometimes just by Googling. Yeah. that's There's so right. many options, yeah. Yeah, definitely. We've talked about, well, we've talked about fixing bad colour decisions. Do you think we've covered that one off? That's a tough one, isn't it, because sometimes we've made bad colour decisions, sometimes it's with paint. When you go, have you ever, I don't know if you've ever done this, but something's on sale. It's, it's a really good sofa, but it's, it's on sale and we haven't really got our room scheme figured out, but we think it'll work. And then when you get it home, you realise that it's petrol green leather. So look, to cut to, to answer your question, whether it's paint or leather or whatever, you have to keep going with it. So you have to keep using the colour that you actually don't quite like. And then what I would do is add a complementary colour in with whatever the colour is. If it's too cool a blue, then you have to go, you have to keep using the blue. So I think in terms of furnishings, I've got a, 
I've picked a fabric that's too cool. I'm going to have to continue to incorporate that too cool blue colour in other things as well, whether it's window treatments. But the key is not to try and forget you've done it. It's you keep going with it, and but you keep adding in complementary colours to that odd colour. Yeah. Yeah, bring samples home. We've got this fantastic fabric store close to us, furnishing fabrics and um, upholstery fabrics, and she buys, you probably know actually, she buys things from suppliers and I go in there very often and I find gorgeous linen and I'll think, oh, that's perfect. I like to make cushions because they're easy and uh, a beautiful cushion, you know, can make a room pop. And I'll get home and I think that really does not work where I thought it would work. So it's that you really do have to, if you can, um, bring samples home and not just rely on your memory because if it's my memory, it's not too great. Oh, yeah. And the other thing is just having a picture of something on your phone or on your iPad and thinking, okay, that's going. But depending on the light and depending on a whole lot of factors going on, what you're looking at, the fabric could be too a lot greener than it is in real life or the other way around. So that's the thing is it's designers, decorators, whatever. We love to get out our our bits of fabric and bits of hard surfaces and stone. And uh, any but anyone can do that, can't they? But it really is it's just being intentional. It's I'm sure you would do Bernadette, you'd work it all out in advance. The problem for most people is they are on the fly when they're making these really important decisions. They don't have a process and a plan. Yeah, I, I think you'd probably agree with me on that. It's all yeah, about absolutely. Yeah. And I do say to our renovators, if they are struggling with it, to get it's one thing to know the colour that you want also, but it's another thing to translate that into a code that you can actually put to the paint shop. And often you can reduce the, the stress of it just by getting a colour consultant or a designer to help you make those decisions up front because that means when the painter comes along and says what colour paint, you can just whip out the schedule and say paint pots and, yeah. Yeah, that's such a good point that you brought up, Bernadette, because I think, of course, I love to talk about colour and I like to work with people on their colour choices, but you don't have to look. We all know designers are not the cheapest resource to have on board, but you don't have to hire someone to run the whole project. You just need to get a couple of hours of their time and say, look, this is where we're at and this is what we're thinking. Can you help us coordinate the colours? And any good decorator or designer will be able to pull that scheme together, tell you what should be on the window frames, what should be on the skirts, what should be on the walls, what finish, and put this colour story together for you where the rooms connect. A particular colour, then we can teach you how to work with a a colour that complements or work with the right white that complements the stone and the things that you like first and foremost but are not sure how you're going to figure out the rest. So I think it's a great idea, even if it's a couple of hours. Yeah, I so agree. Like we do the same with the design. If you haven't got a budget for an architect to run the show, at least get that help in getting your floor plan because it's the difference between a so-so reno and a spectacular one and same with the colours. So um, I'm all for that as well. We could talk for hours, but I've got one more question I've got to ask you, which wasn't in the pre-prepared questions. Feature walls, Adam. Yeah. Um, you know what? Do you like them, Bernadette, feature walls? Um, I, I like the idea. I prefer to do a room a whole colour. Yeah. But if I can't, for some reason, I'm willing to go feature walls. But I think yeah. the days of, you know, back, you know, probably about 10 years ago, every room was a colour with a feature wall. 
a different colour. It's like a uniform. Uh, I don't like that. But I like playing with different strengths of the same colour, paint, and maybe do walls. Yeah, so that's my view on it. And I noticed that you said that you don't like wallpapering just one wall. Yeah, look, I I'm, I think I'm with you, Bernadette. I like I do a bit of colour, and if you only want to do it on one wall, that's fine. But I think it is very kind of ten years ago, or even in the nineties. Yeah. Remember that suede paint everyone was doing? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they did it as a feature wall, and you're like, oh my god, it reminds me of that. But I love your idea. You just said do it with a specific colour, and then do the variation of that, like maybe a half strength. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, I just like colour blocking. So as opposed to one wall, especially if it's a really chic colour, or even a really lovely tonal colour that isn't a deep saturated colour, do it on one half. Do it on one side of the apartment as a colour block, but the little sort of square, rectangle, whatever we're talking about. Yeah. Feature wall to me is a little bit, it's, it's sometimes, especially if it's just white walls around this other colour, it can just point it out and the furnishings have to be really cool to be able to cope with that. But I, I like your idea of painting it in that colour and then maybe doing a half strength or a quarter strength so we're not completely divorced yeah. from that colour. So it ties I in. like that idea. Yeah. 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 So, Adam, we have come to the end of our time, but I do think because we didn't get far past paint, but I think we should book in another session because That'd be lovely. we've got a lot more to talk about. We do, we do. We do have a lot more to talk about. I'd love to come on. Can I ask, can I point out my free download? For, for uh, yes, yes. So if you um, send us the link and I had a look on your website, you, you're an amazing wordsmith. I love the yeah. You, Did I write it? Did I now? I there was there's portions of that website that were not written by me. Okay, so download <laughs> your free guide, the Wow Factor: Your Your Three Secrets to a Jaw Dropping Home. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's my copy. But that one there is just to get, it's just a, a simple PDF download that you can get. You will actually be on my list. So if you download it, you'll be connecting with me and you'll be speaking to me. I can hopefully share some news if you do decide to download and stay on my communication list there. I can share with you this color, the details of this color course coming out, hopefully in July. It's all online and it's all very straightforward and it's going to be also pretty affordable. I'm not trying to make anything too grand. I'm not trying to make it too expensive, but if it's color that's your kind of bugbearer, then this is, this is something you might want to hear about. But if you want to download the download, take it, download it. It's a PDF, a little bit of detail on the things that I find add the sparkle, the magic dust to, to a home. So uh, if you'd like to download it, it's at google.com forward slash free hyphen download i think beautiful (laughs) and thank you for being such a colorful guest i've had a great time it's been great talking to you and i think it's such a great thing uh what you're doing bernadette honestly with empowering you know women to do what they're doing because it's i just think wow what about doing something if you're passionate about which you are for 35 (laughs) years i think if you're so passionate about reno and interiors what a way to to live the life and actually benefit from it financially. I think it's a no-brainer if you've got the courage to do it, if you've got the courage yeah, and the support. I should mention that we do have the odd bloke. In fact, we have more than the odd bloke. We probably have around 20%. Oh. Yeah. And you know what? I always say, because they say, often ask, do you have men in your program? And I say any man that's prepared to join a program called Wonder Women 
is our person. So, you just need the right type of bloke. Yeah, we do. <laughs> We've got lots of um, good men, which is great. So, oh, that's fantastic. I love hearing that. Yeah, and lots, of, and lots of our women have partners who are very involved. So it's not, I know it sounds quite exclusive, but I, and I don't want to come across as a man basher because I've loved no. a man for 35, for nearly 40 <laughs> years. So obviously I'm not that, but yeah. No, it doesn't come across that way at all. That's great. Listen, thank you. And, yeah, we'll, you. we'll see you next time. Thank you so much, Bernadette. I've had a lovely time. If you want to meet up with a group of savvy renovating, I shouldn't say it's all women because it's not, savvy renovators, I'll say, come over and join She Renovates. It's completely free Facebook group and it is growing at the rate of knots. We hit a thousand members just recently and now it seems to have picked up momentum. And so they are all savvy renovating women and men that working their little hearts out to live a better life through renovating. Join if you're not already a member and then ask, comment and do whatever you would like to do in order to further your renovation journey. And that's it for me. I'll see you next week. This is the She Renovates podcast. To discover how to harness the power of renovating, check out theschoolofrenovating.com.